Hello, my name is Leah Thompson. Welcome to the Knights Podcast. As a graduate of Carrie Christian School, I am honored to get to introduce you to our phenomenal group of teachers. Today's episode with Jack Adams was recorded last week, and I'm so excited to get to introduce you to him. Jack teaches 8th grade literature and composition, and he will walk us through what it looks like to introduce Christ to his students through this classic novel. I'm really excited to get to share this conversation with you. Jack, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. I'm really excited to get to talk with you um, about Great Expectations. Specifically, this is a a book that's dear to my heart because I got to teach it one year. And so I'm excited to dive into this conversation with you. Um, My first question really is just why? Why are we studying Great Expectations? Yes, very good. And uh, thank you, Leah. Welcome to the Tea Nook. There's a fixture uh, in my classroom. Uh, Leah suggested that she interview me in a British accent. And then I responded that maybe I should speak in an American accent, but that would be a terrible idea. So we're, we're going to we're going to stick and be our authentic selves um, for this time. But yes, Great Expectations. It is, um, of, cl- of course, a uh, classic. It ranks highly in uh, lists of the, the best classic uh, British literature uh, that should be read. But there's a, a reason for that. Um, primarily, I would say that Great Expectations speaks to the human condition, as all mm. great novels do. Uh, but Dickens manage, manages to do that in a uh, particularly uh, satisfying uh, and intriguing uh, and humorous way. Mm. He manages to do all of those things together. Uh, mm-hmm. So Great Expectations speaks to great themes of love, um, of justice, how we should treat those who are uh, perhaps vulnerable uh, or marginalized in our communities. Uh, And it speaks ultimately to where is our identity to be found? Um, We'll we'll get into this probably in the conversation, but Pip, who is the uh, protagonist of the story, he is the one who has great expectations, hence the title, uh, for himself as he, without giving too many plot spoilers away, as he uh, unexpectedly receives uh, a uh, large financial sum that enables him to move from being this uh, provincial, poor country boy, uh, apprentice to be uh, a blacksmith eventually. He is able to climb the social ladder to go to the big city of London to receive uh, this money from this mysterious benefactor, whoever uh, he or she might be. Uh, And whilst he is there, he seeks to uh, change himself to find an identity which Mm. does not really suit him in order to impress uh, a young lady uh, that he has uh, romantic attraction towards. So it's a complicated plot. Mm-hmm. Dickens serialized the novel, so he released it in chunks in order to keep his reading public on tenterhooks. Uh, it's a great business model to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but amidst the complexity, there are some great universal human themes that draw us in time and again. Wow. I love that. And I think he does such a good job, too, of drawing you into the characters, yes. right? And um, the just... I just the character development in the book is incredible. I'm curious what themes you specifically dive into with your students um, just on a day to day basis. Absolutely. Um, so uh, love is a strong theme in the book and we're mm-hmm. coming up to Valentine's Day. So this is obviously a fun <laughs> conversation to have with eighth graders. But what what is the true nature of love? And Pip, we see throughout uh, basically all of the novel, he has this 
idolatrous lust towards Estella, who is mm-hmm. the uh, one of the lead female characters, and just trying to pass out what's the difference between lust in our flesh mm-hmm. and love, ultimately from a biblical worldview. And mm-hmm. uh, of course, the supreme example of love is Christ and mm-hmm. his sacrifice for his people on the cross. Uh, mm-hmm. And so we begin to tease out, is love ultimately centered on ourselves mm-hmm. and our desires? and our expectations, or ultimately should, and only the Holy Spirit can do this, should our love be outward focused towards our friends, towards our families, and ultimately if the Lord calls us to marriage, to our spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and its greatest, purest form is, are we following the, the greatest commandment, which is to love the Lord our God with, with all of our being. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we've approached Christ by grace, through faith, can we truly love him uh, in the way that he has first uh, loved us? So mm-hmm. love is a, a, a huge theme yeah. in the book. Uh, another big theme is crime and punishment. Um, and tied into that, is anyone uh, unworthy of sympathy? Is anyone unable to access Redemption, And we mm-hmm. see this primar- primarily through the lens of uh, Magwitch, mm-hmm. who is a convict who appears uh, right in the early uh, first chapter of the book. Uh, and he violently accosts Pip in a graveyard in this uh, powerful and uh, terrifying scene. Pip is only about six or seven years old at this point. Uh, and then we see Magwitch uh, developed by Dickens throughout the novel, uh, and he humanizes him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so as a, a class, we discuss, well, is anybody beyond our sympathy? Mm. And perhaps sin unites us together as human beings in a way which, if we are Christian, mm. it should produce in us a, a, a deep uh, abiding humility as well as a gratitude mm. uh, to Christ. And we're, we're united not only by our sin, but also by the fact that everyone, even a convicted criminal, is created in the Imago Dei, in mm. the image of God. And therefore, how can we love people and also understand that justice, too, is uh, a biblical theme, that God is just as well as God is loving um, as well. So there's a lot there that we uh, tease out across the course yeah. of the six weeks that we uh, read the novel in. Uh, but it is a uh, fantastic book for eighth graders to read. Obviously, they are uh, on the cusp between logic school and rhetoric school. Mm-hmm. They are becoming the young men uh, and the young women that God created them to be. And so we ask these questions about what is love? What is justice? Uh, and ultimately, who am I? Mm-hmm. What is my identity? What are the expectations that I feel internally, perhaps, and also externally mm-hmm. from those in my life? And are those expectations centered uh, upon Christ? Mm-hmm. Um, because ultimately, he is uh, the foundation, the cornerstone of our hope that without mm-hmm. him, uh, we cannot have any <laughs> great expectations right. for life. Right. That's so good. And I think uh, you do such a good job of teasing out that theme and that idea of identity across literature, because that is what specifically this age, and we all wrestle, but at this age, specifically with eighth graders, this idea of identity, who am I? Yes. What um, what does it mean to be human? What does yeah. it mean to be? And maybe they're asking the questions, what does it mean to be a Christian? What does yeah. that mean for me? Um, they're kind of coming into that more. So to have those conversations at such a formative time is so valuable. I'm curious what, 
is if there's like a specific example in the book or a specific character that um, you talked about Magwitch. Yes. I think um, when you think about the themes of love, I think in the book there's, you see Pip's inordinate love or are there examples of genuine love that, so you kind of have the contrary, but do we have some examples of a genuine love absolutely and uh pip pip he's uh, an intriguing protagonist uh one of the discussions we've had in the past couple of weeks is has pip transitioned from a protagonist into a hero does he display mm-hmm. any truly heroic qualities by the end of the book because if you're honest for uh, most of the novel pip is singularly unimpressive he's <laughs> yeah. uh, he's uh, weak he's morally feeble he doesn't work mm-hmm. uh, he has this infatuation with uh, estella and so uh we might feel somewhat tepid and lukewarm towards Pip. However, Dickens, who is the master of characterization, he does develop Pip's character towards the end, uh, and he shows consistent selflessness, uh, and he even risks sacrificing himself for Miss Havisham, uh, Mm -hmm. which, without spoiling the plot again for those who haven't read the book, uh, Miss Havisham has horribly mistreated Pip uh, and helped set him on a course of uh, inner ruin, uh, Mm -hmm. in a very real sense, she kind of wrestles with her own identity Absolutely. and then projects that onto him. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and she orchestrates through a, a horrendously fiendish, manipulative way uh, the the relationship between Estella uh, and Pip. And yet, for all of that sin that is inflicted upon Pip, Pip, firstly, he acknowledges that sin and there, there's truth there. You know, Jesus calls mm-hmm. us to speak the truth in love. So he, he doesn't dismiss the sin Mm -hmm. just like god doesn't dismiss our sin jesus of course took the penalty for our sin and yet pip as he grows as he develops he is willing to put his life in immense danger to save the life of miss havisham Mm -hmm. the one who Mm -hmm. ultimately had put him on this path of ruin Mm -hmm. and whilst of course no no archetype in literature can ever truly match christ because Mm -hmm. christ is the great high priest he is the son of god he is uh unmatched uh in any superlative that we can mm-hmm. we can honor him with however there is some um christ-like elements to pip as he develops and mm. we see that kind of christ-like uh behavior motif especially in joe who mm-hmm. is uh he is humble mm-hmm. he is hardworking. this is one of the uh, the the side conversations that we have in the classroom that What's the value of hard work? Joe is a, a blacksmith, and we we and, can have a. And Joe is Pip's brother-in-law. Yes. Correct? Or yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, there are some tangled relationships. Yes. In the book. So yes, it, Pip is sorry. Joe is Pip's brother-in-law, as you rightly said, Leah, um, and uh, he he lives this quiet, contented life. He is rooted in his community. He works hard. He has a trade. Um, he loves uh, his wife well, even though it's a very difficult marriage. Uh, and he is the the source of tenderness and solace in Pip's life. Uh, and we see Pip just, uh, sorry, Joe quietly throughout the book. He's there. He's this loving, strong presence. And even though Pip, for all of his character development, for much of the novel, Pip treats Joe abysmally he Mm -hmm. rejects him he sees him as common Mm -hmm. beneath him all of this sin that pip himself 
projects onto uh, Joe, and yet Pip, uh, Joe remains steadfast and yeah. loving and towards the very end of the novel. Uh, and the eighth graders are reading the final three chapters tonight, so th- there will be no spoilers for them. But towards <laughs> the end of the novel, uh, Pip, uh, Joe pays off Pip's debt, wow. debt mm-hmm. that uh, Joe, of course, did not have to pay off, Mm -hmm. but he chose to out of love. And so uh, if Pip is sort of pointing towards Christ slowly as his character develops, Joe, through his steadfast love, um, his consistency, his willingness to pay the debt Mm -hmm. of another Mm -hmm. that he did not have to, to extend that grace, uh, Joe rises uh, out of all the characters the closest um, to a, a Christ-like mm-hmm. sacrificial love. Um, and there are many other uh, intriguing characters in the book. We we enjoy putting on our dramatic accents for <laughs> various villainous uh, and uh, 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 obscure characters that uh, Dickens draws for us. Um, so it, it, it is a novel rich in characters and, and lessons for us. That's great. How do you, I think this is my last question, how do the students engage in the conversation? So you're bringing these themes to them, you're talking with them, you're making these connections back to ultimately our hope in Christ and who he is. How do they engage in that conversation? Absolutely. Um, well, uh, it takes a, a, a bit of work in the beginning because Great Expectations, it's almost 400 pages. This is a, a challenging book uh, for the eighth graders. And I remind them that it's a book that gets better with age. The more you read it, the older you get, the more you'll probably mm-hmm. identify with some of the characters. Um, but to uh, engage with the novel, it's it's to say, well, where where is the link for me? And we often being interested in ourselves, of course, we we identify with characters in great novels. That's part of the the joy of reading great literature. And um, that is a, a question to pose to the eighth graders of, well, who am I like? Where am I as I discover my God-given identity? Where am I in the journey? Where are the expectations that I'm feeling, again, either internally or Externally, And then over the course of the book, as Dickens develops these themes, as he mm-hmm. uh, continues to characterize all of these uh, memorable characters, both the good ones yeah. and the bad ones, mm-hmm. helping the eighth graders to say, to see, well, where am I in this story? Mm-hmm. And more importantly than this, great as the novel is, where am I in God's story? Right. Like, who has he created me to be? And what does it mean to be born again because towards the very end of the novel Pip has this born again experience of sorts it's not a it's not a true gospel conversion that's not what Dickens is uh, driving at but there is there is some uh, parallel similarity to uh, what we would call a true regeneration a gospel conversion that Pip he has uh, laid down his expectations he has uh, in a sense repented of the idols of rejecting his loving home community and his family of seeking to be someone else that he is not Mm -hmm. kind of like the image of David uh, rejecting Saul's armor before he goes to fight Goliath. It's like that, that armor wasn't designed for David. He's better to fight in God's strength rather Mm -hmm. than in human strength. And so Pip realizes that he's been trying to wear clothes, literally these gentlemen's clothes, kind of like uh, David and Saul's armor that were not made for him Mm. and so he he lays them down he repents of this idolatry he 
he sees the value in his upbringing, the way he was loved by Joe in particular and mm-hmm. Biddy, who's another one of the uh, the quieter uh, minor characters. But she is steadfast uh, and there is a great beauty to her through her quiet and her mm-hmm. gentle love. And Pip, who previously has been blinded by his sin, he now sees the reality of what mm-hmm. is good and true and beautiful about the gifts that... Um, if he was a real character that God um, would have uh, given him. So by the end of the novel, we we see Pip being reborn in a sense, and that's where we we want to land Mm -hmm. the novel in our discussion with Mm -hmm. the eighth graders. It's who are you Mm -hmm. in Christ? Have you approached Mm -hmm. him by grace through faith? Do you know that forgiveness for your sins is possible? It is offered to you freely mm-hmm. through Christ alone. And that your identity doesn't have to be rooted in the, um, the, the wind and waves of this life and the, uh, the sin of this fallen world and of the, the pain of being a human that we all experience, we all suffer through that. Your identity doesn't have to be found in your circumstances. It can be found in Christ, and that is a gift that He offers freely mm-hmm. through repentance and faith in Him alone. Um, and so, Great Expectations is a uh, an amazing book. It is rightly a classic, as we said at the beginning of the conversation. Um, it is uh, it is humorous. It is full of satire. Uh, it is um, it, it keeps you on the edge of your seat. It is full of memorable characters, both good and bad. Um, but even more than that. Uh, and this is a very precious conversation to have with the eighth graders. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a deep and a meaningful and an authentic way to say to the students, this is Christ. Yeah. He is the one whom we can set all of our expectations on. Yeah. And unlike this life in this world, Jesus will never fail you. Mm-hmm. Trust in him, repent of your sins, place your faith in him. And so that's the message to everyone. Whether you've read the book or not, I recommend reading the book. Hopefully <laughs> I haven't spoiled the plot too much. Um, but Jesus is the one who will never let us down. He is the one on whom we can set all of our hopes, all of our expectations, and our identity can be rooted and grounded in in his mm-hmm. love. Um, and then we will truly live a, a happy life uh, that honors him. That is beautiful. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for uh, talking with me and sharing just about those conversations in the classroom and how you can draw them into and give them a picture and introduce them to Christ. Yes. Um, I think that is just so formative and transformative. And so thank you. You're very welcome. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today. I really hope that you were encouraged by our conversation. I'm humbled and honored to see how the Lord is using Jack in his eighth grade classroom to share the love of Christ with his students. As I hope you heard in our conversation, our ultimate prayer for each of our students is that with each conversation on our campus, our students would be equipped to flourish in the modern world by finding their identity in Christ. We hope to see you next week.